Welcome to the Outcast Trading Podcast. They're losers. They're just losers. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. Outcast Trading Podcast, March 5th, 2021. Can you believe it's March already? Um, uh, we have another pretty good panel of Outcast Traders with us today. Uh, with us, we have Ribs. Ribs. We have Jose. Hello. We have Harry. Hi. We've got Rad. <laughs> Hi, Rad. We've got Moro. Hey, Daddy. And we've got DW. What's poppin'? Uh, and as always, uh, if you'd like uh, more information, always uh, head to our uh, Twitter handle at Outcast Trading. If you'd like to join the conversation, go to our website, Outcast.Trading, where you can join our Discord server and uh, uh, talk to us and, you know, make fun of us and do all sorts of things that way. Um, so, um, yeah, what, what, uh, this, this was an interesting week, I think. Uh, but, but first let, let me just, let me just segue to, to crypto for a second. So I, I just started mining Doge this week and, and hor- horrible, horribly complex setup to, to start actually mining, but does anyone do this? Does anyone does anyone uh, mine on their own? I mean, I, I think Joe, so you do it a little bit. But well, uh, my husband does, and it's supposed to be a source of heat for the house. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but he, I've asked about mining Doge, and every time I do, he's like, "Just buy buy it with cash." Just he's like, "It's not worth it." Right, right, right. So um, apparently there's a setting in one of these mining programs. And first off, all of the mining programs, there's like a million mining programs out there. So, I mean, it's it's a little, you know, it's like the deep end kind of getting into this stuff. But uh, there's a setting where it will mine the most profitable coin. Like there's Mm -hmm. a million of these coins out there uh, based on the algorithm that you're like set up for and then based off of like, like if you have a wallet set up for it and like a whole plethora of other things, but the most profitable coin for what you're set up for, for that time. So that, that's kind of cool. Right. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, you, you start mining some of these coins you've like never <laughs> heard of, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. So does, no, no one else mines uh, other than Joseph and I? No, I think, yeah, I think I'm the only one. Well, and it's not even me I, when he talks about it. It's just, like uh, another language yeah i mean that's that that's my experience so far is it's you know you you get into reading a wiki or something about you know getting into this and getting started and getting set up and it's like holy shit like i sorry i just i just just wanted a couple just like forex (laughs) i could never really get into forex because it just seemed so right i don't know stocks is easier to comprehend even fucking crypto is easier than forex that shit forex is so weird it really is i would love to start mining but i just can't get my hands on a gpu that's in stock they're just like they ran out so quickly it's just like the consoles Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, the 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 way to do it is have a rig, what they'll call a rig, which is just essentially like, like it's not even a gaming PC. It's like it's a computer that is dedicated. A lot of times, a lot of the wikis they say build them in like milk cartons, so you have good airflow and everything's exposed. But it's essentially just like a, a computer that has like a shit ton of GPUs. So I, I I I'm just doing it when I'm not gaming. 
right now I'm just mining off of my 1060. Um, it's a really shitty three three gigabyte 1060 um, GTX or whatever GTS. Um, but the way to do it in like a proper setup in a rig is to have like like five or six uh, GPUs. Go, you know, I think you can. Some of these boards have like the support for like you know five or six GPUs. But yeah, it's, I'll look for. Uh, I sent uh, Sir a picture a while back of our rigs. I'll send it in the chat. Um, there's and, a few yeah. of them. My question for you guys, which is something I've heard a lot about uh, crypto mining, especially when you have like the smaller setups there, is how much power does it take? And essentially, like, have you looked at how much your electricity bill goes up from doing that constant mining? Yeah, he had like a a husband has it set up to where he sees how much so that it's always profitable um, to. So he'll mine, the software mines whatever's the most profitable at that moment for the electricity that you use. So, so that thing Ebots was talking about, that, that profitability thing, it's purely determined on like the value of the the mining the coin versus like the cost of the electricity. And how much you can, you can sell it for, like, or how much you can flip it for to BTC. I think it all converts back. So, like, you mine whatever coin is more profitable at the moment that'll convert to Bitcoin, and then well, I I will say that shit. is a nice that is a nice feature that NiceHash does. I think they and again, this is also kind of wading into just the complexity of this. But there are so many like websites that facilitate mining. Uh, I think there's some bigger players out there, but like NiceHash, I think is what you you guys use, right? Yeah, like I, I sent you the whatever it was. Um, but that 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 those folks with that they do a lot of the translation to to Bitcoin. I don't think all of them do that uh, out of the box. Um, yeah, it just it, it's just all foreign to me. To me, it's just I'll buy it on. I bought on uh, Robinhood, and that's technically not really buying crypto. Apparently. That's um, not, not the way to go. You don't own it. Well, and it's interesting, actually. So I was looking at, the, at this as well about specifically Robinhood. You can request your coins. So oh, if you really? buy, yeah, you can. It's They make it extremely obtuse. So you can actually get a hold of your coins. They require two forms of federal hmm. ID, and you, you must send them like a utility bill, and you have to prove that you have a bank account, and there's a whole, like... I don't know why, but they make it purposefully obtuse to uh, for probably just security, so that you're not like I don't know, maybe impersonating someone and stealing, you know, you coins or fucking brokerage going on. Like you have an account with them, right? Point. You you would think they would have, yeah. But there is a support article that Robinhood has that's like, can I receive my you know coins? And yeah, so they they do support it. It's just like they're obviously like trying they're they're trying to make it purposefully hard to. uh to to get them you know actually in your digital wallet so but anyway um i was just curious about that so okay this week what what were what were the big who made money uh this this week anyone that Uh, fucking bought anything and he puts on literally anything 
Yeah. It's a puts. This was a re- dude. I was watching Kramer on Thursday, and I mean the the Chiron on Thursday on CNBC was red. I mean if if CNBC runs a red Chiron, it's it, you know they're in a bad mood. I mean so the the Dow was down. Now we made up some gains today. The Dow was back up what six hundred and some odd points, but red 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 was the theme this week. So I mean, which is was kind of coming right. Wasn't this wasn't this kind of um, this was, was overdue. Very- this was very much needed because like, and not like if you look at like the PE ratios of any company right now, it's stupid overvalued. Tesla was Tesla was at like 1300. And I like, I saw something a week ago or two where there was literally two stocks left on the, the New York stock exchange that were under $1. Like every, you, there was, it got to the point where you could just buy any penny stock and it just went up and up and up it just got so pumped in every aspect that some, like a correction like this was so much needed. Uh, but, but it and, still hurts. It still hurts. Oh, it hurts. Oh. oh yeah. I can. It I can sucks that. seeing uh, space like drop $10 in a matter of days. Yeah. And on, <laughs> it became a thing. Like every single one of my stop losses hit within like, like days ago. I've been cash for days because I, I like to hold 10% stop losses on plays that I think can at least double. Mm-hmm. And everything hit like multiple days ago. So I've just been cash for a while. But like watching, the, especially to, what was it? No, yesterday. Especially yesterday was one of the most brutal days I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I just kind yeah. of winged it out personally. And then as soon as I felt like the market had hit a bottom i started buying shit and i was pretty damn close i was really happy with what i did i started buying today the only thing that concerns me is if you look at like any of the intraday charts on like spy and stuff the selling volume at least until like near the end of the day kind of seemed to overtake the buying volume but i think with stim i i do think the stimulus is going to get approved over the weekend with kind of what i'm hearing and I think that alone, plus, you know, the reversal on the daily, I, I think, I, yeah, I want to say we might actually be in for the for, uh, reversal of the bullish trend. Once we get approval on those checks, I mean, that's going to pump the fuck out of the market. I mean, Jay Powell comments about inflation be damned. I think that... Uh, I think that's kind of just you have, you know, really big, uh, you know, enthusiasm uh, with a lot of these. So... Inflation, have you guys looked at like the yearly like rates of inflation? Because from 2016 to 2019, we were at a higher rate of inflation than we've been the last two years. I personally think these fears are being incredibly overblown right now. Oh, yeah, it's definitely overblown. It's ridiculous. Like there, the, the, the US dollar, especially with the amount of debt we just take on and just like casting it off as debt like the inflation it's it's been there for years and it's just been increasing for years so i don't think that's going to be like the huge catalyst that tanks this market i think the only reason why okay sure uh (laughs) secondary only thing the reason why um nasdaq and like mid and small caps took a shit was because of how fast the the yield went up versus how much it is going Mm-hmm. Like they didn't expect it to go up this fast, this quickly. No, and it's it's become, and part of it too is, like, and 
sorry, Josh, but like the whole GME era, so many people and not saying you because you actually know what you're doing at least, but so many people like got into the market because of like the GME aspect thinking like, oh, this is free money. I can buy anything literally, yeah, stonks literally only go up. Like th- that was a sign for market makers to just take as much money from these people as possible. And that's, that's honestly what I think this is shaking those people out. Hmm. But to some degree, it's healthy. I mean, for some of these. Oh, it's a very healthy correction. I mean, if you look at the spy daily, it did the same shit back in like, like October, November, it it had the same pack. Like, it looks like it's about to reverse based off like the candles alone, because it did the same shit back then. And we weren't talking about like a whole ass market crash then because we just attributed it to the volatility of the elections. I mean, I think it's more than healthy. It's just that, like, the RSI and literally everything that I watch was, like, so oversold. Like, so, it, was, it was actually more than what happened in September. But, a like, lot of... Yeah, it's interesting because, like, SPY itself, it, like, like, like you said, the RSI and then the levels it's playing at, that totally compares to, like, the November era and such. But you look at, like, the individual companies, like Snow, Okta, Chewy, it, you can name anything. And it looks like they just tanked, like, 30% plus. Whereas if you look at banks and oil, like I just, that was so stable. I mean, I it's, saw it's, I think ExxonMobil just reach new highs every day compared to like tech, which is just shitting itself. It's yeah. Like oil and financials almost like held up the, the market the last few days, even though it's, it's weird to say that it was held up, you know, with how bad it was. Do you think this is the bottom or is there more? So I, I personally, myself, just like if I'm looking at the chart and the stimulus news, I I personally think we rally Monday, but I'm also, I'm so split about that because I still feel like at this point, everything is stupid overvalued. I mean, it's, it's hard to look at some of the valuations of these companies and justify it. Like you look at some of these P ratios, some of the, the money they're bringing in and then like how much their shares are worth. It's, it's just such a speculative market that I almost feel like it's due for a correction to actually get some of these companies to their actual realistic value. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I, de- I, I would definitely agree with Monday pumping. Um, I think it's going to be hella green. I mean, futures will obviously be the, the tail on Sunday. But yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be green. And I like J-Pow came out and said that with uh, the current economic conditions, they are literally not planning on they can afford to not raise the interest rates for like years. So I think a lot of this also came on a interest rate fears because the bond rate rates increased and um, b inflation fears, both of which I feel like were kind of overblown because both got a little correction and people thought it was, you know, they were going to go towards the value that actually, you know, makes sense. I mean, I was kind of mad at him last week um, for not, you know, doing more, but I think he like in hindsight now, it seems like he did the, the right job by not, you know, I guess doing that um, that operation twist that was in like the the rumor mill this week where like, they wanted to like 
fuck with like the bond purchases more. Yeah. Just to reduce inflation and cause the yield rate to go down. But I'm glad that didn't do anything. Well, at some point they have to like ease into a point where it's not them pumping the, the economy completely because like for the last like year alone, it's just seemed like the fed is just completely pumping the market to seem to like support a stable economy. But at some point the market has to find its own strength. So they have to, yeah, it needs to have its own lives for sure. So this was a pretty big test. I don't know. I think we'll go sideways after Monday. Um, but I don't think we'll see another correction until actual well, interest rates have, go up. I have agree. quad witching coming up soon. We do, but... So like when the futures, the quarterlies, the monthly, the... What is it? It's all the different things expire yeah, on the, the same day. Yeah, the option expires too. Options, when, futures. When does that happen? The nineteenth. Yeah. Oh, okay. So quad I witching. Love, I always love is... the memes that come out of that. Quad. <laughs> like I've been through multiple. It just gets really volatile. It's, yeah, nothing really happens. It's theory. Like, yes. I mean, it's kind of when it all shook up last year too. I mean, what was the last quad witching? Do you remember? Um. So it happens every quarter. I thought. So, so, what so December, right? It's probably December. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so, let me, I'm going to look at this. So it just kind of okay. depends. So like volatile means it can go like up real high or, or it can go up or high and low. It just makes really huge swings and the IV will spike. Well, a hundred percent, either way, the volume on that day is going to like, it's going to be stupid because either people are closing people are exercising their options contracts or it's uh, what else um, ETFs and stuff rebalance at that time too. Yep. Um, so it should be fun. Yeah, it'll be. I I'm interested to see because especially if we go into like a bullish market now, how the quad like I don't know how either like we're either about to enter a bullish trend again or we are going to confirm a a bearish trend and I don't know how each one's going to react to a quad witching. That's just going to be something to watch. Mm, I don't know. Uh, so to me, it's like everyone who bought the dip last year made it to their one year where they pay the the less they don't pay capital gains because they held it long term so they can cash out that's what happened in like february into now and so they cash out and now they're letting it settle and finding their new floors or they're just completely moving to things that were heavily shorted like energy oil um because we were looking at all of the tickers today on the big scale and most of the oil still has a lot of upside. Um, even though they've been green for days now, it, they still have so much upside potential. You could buy Royal up, you could buy shell or Exxon BP, any of them. They all are still a ways from their all time highs. I, I've been kind of looking at oil too, a hundred percent. Like, that's yeah, I've got, I've got um, MRO, like you suggested earlier. Dude, nice. that pissed me off. I called MRO so hard early, and then I pulled <laughs> on a stop loss, and then it proceeded to moon like 10 15% <laughs> right after it. I fucking nailed the call, but just got stopped out. What is MRO? And then like, stuff um, like tech is just falling, um, or it's just going sideways. Uh, because nobody wants to – it's just – Nobody wants to pay for those high prices anymore. There's still way more upside to other things. Um, like like my, my travel stocks are doing great. 
and bought those last year in the dip in the summertime. And that's just a hold forever until we fucking get back to normal. Right. And then it's also a risk too, because AL could always just go bankrupt and then stockholders <laughs> get fucked. The, the good thing with stuff like that is the American government has a history of bailing out anyone that's a huge company that needs it. Like I could see like the super small, like, like spirit. Cause they suck ass um, mm-hmm. stuff like them going under AAL. I don't know if they have that risk, but if one of the major airlines does, I think it's them. There's no way they'll go bankrupt. They have American in the name. You, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> As dumb, like it, it seems like a dumb point, but 100%, I, I agree with you. <laughs> but like the way AAL is trading, it's trading as if it's not even going to survive a year at, at current prices. Um, so what's it at now? What's it at? I don't even know what it's at these days. It's at 20 bucks. What's it's uh, what was it trading at pre COVID? Do you, do you know? Um, dollars. $58. So so like like, the top top was $58. That was a few years ago, though. Let's see. I've zoomed out way too much. That was 2018 when I was at 58, and then it's been gradually dying ever since. <laughs> and bottomed out at $8. No, if you buy, if, I remember having calls on AL at like seven, eight bucks. And the fact that I didn't just like buy up shares on. Anything, honestly, anything in like April is kind of upsetting. Like but you could you have know. legit like exercised those calls and just held the shares. Dude, you could have bought damn near anything in April and just made fucking free cash. But the move was to buy shares. And you know how hard it is to get like people in our Discord to buy shares? Believe me. So, like, recently I have gotten a lot into like more so swing trading as and just owning like 150, 100 shares of these companies and selling them at like my price target. And I've tried to like help people with it, but telling someone like there is such a misconception with shares in my opinion, where people think they can't go a hundred percent in like a month or two. Or like oh my God. Week. Some of these penny stocks are wild. Like uh, OCGN or OCGN went from like three bucks to like 15 in like a day. Now listen, I bought OCGN at twenty nine cents, um, and I've only Damn, bought two hundred shares, and I did it just as like a lotto, and they're up three thousand percent. Oh, yes. you're still holding? Fuck yeah! Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they're like, and that's what I've been playing a lot lately, like more so just penny stocks, small and like smaller caps too, and low floats because they can run that hundred percent when they have that low float. Like if if some big buyer comes in, that's gonna push that shit. 10 20 percent alone right. that's not gonna happen with your like big caps it's to me they're kind of like leaps um but they don't really ever expire unless they are they do kind of tank and i haven't um, had that many happen like and that's and that's my strategy with like swing trading because like i'll find a company you know i feel like it's either undervalued or has a catalyst coming up and you buy it at a price you find and then it, like you said it's leaps you you literally can afford to wait as long as you want until your catalyst hits or your price target hits. Right. Like if, as long as it's like, you're not investing in something like fucking Nicola, you're the shares aren't going to go to zero. That's just not. It's just and dumb. even that's impressive. It's been, it's been able to maintain of, I forget how many billion dollar market cap and <sighs> they they're really, nothing but fraud. 
they really rolled the truck down a hill and parts at eighteen dollars from that. Did you gotta give like, it to fucking Trevor Milton. That man got a mansion out of that shit too. Yeah, he, he cashed did. out. He did hard. And then you like, got Lucid after the merger. They just completely shot the bed and went. Lucid is starting to get to the point where I want to buy. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it because it is really triggering for people. But mm-hmm. no, talk about it. Let's talk about it. I, do, okay, do you, so is this no, is how you, I understand what's going right? down, right? So, yeah. like, you have you have the Lucid. The Lucid Company, who's going to get like so much of the cut, right? Then you have the pipe investors that's getting so much of the cut, and then you have CCIV that's getting so much of the cut. And by uh, what by cut I mean the market cap, right? And they're they're estimating twenty five billion in market cap. Um, and I think Lucid ended up keeping the vast majority of the market cap, the free float, and. CCIV is only getting like this small percentage of it. And the pipe investors all bought in between 10 and 15 bucks. 10 to 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for what I understand, the price of the shares has to stay between 10 and $15. Anything over that is like pricing the market cap in like the 50s, 60s, whatever. It, so it was just wild that they ran ccv up like that for no good reason um all it did was just make the market cap really high when they weren't even invest they weren't even estimating it being that high oh no the pipe invest the pipe valuation was so low and the problem is that didn't really get revealed until the merger was confirmed but the it sucks that that happens that happens with like most facts but i i think they did such a good job of getting in on that fucking EV hype with like Neo doing what it did, you know? But Neo's kind of established at this point. They've been around for years, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. No, Neo they like Where CCIV is starting from the beginning. It's pretty much a Nicola. Um pretty much. Yeah. It's it's a little further ahead, but I hundred percent agree. It's still in such a speculative like phase to me to me uh, Fri- uh fisker is probably a better bet and 100 percent uh yeah 100%. 100%. and the, what's crazy is fisker has almost no gains to show for it fisker puts more cars to market than lucid will with at, currently than lucid will in the next few years in their right. best hopes they and- signed that deal with foxconn right and they're supposed to be able to pump out like two hundred thousand cars not to mention, they've already had previous production experience with their first car, the Fister Karma. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Their car's a lot cheaper, too. Um, yeah, and Lucid, like, that's the thing with, like, Lucid's cheapest vehicle is, like, 70 grand. Yes. That's a lot of fucking money. Like, you could get a cheaper Tesla. Correct. And they are, like, proven. And that car's not even coming, like, this or next year. It's coming, like, way down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. They're gonna roll well, out with the most expensive car first, which is gonna be like one fifty at least. Right. After oh, that, yeah. I mean, that, when you when you talk to the guy, the engineer who like was an ex Tesla engineer, like that's exactly what they're targeting. Like they they think they can do a better job at that like primo luxury like space better than what the Tesla. Um, to uh, me, it just model. seems like you're really limiting your uh, 
target demographic. Like you're just limiting who can even purchase this shit. And For- everyone blew up their account too. So they can't even buy a lucid cause they all went boom. Yeah. <laughs> No, like for me, it's there's a certain market for luxury cars and it's just cars that are you you buy for the brand name. You know, like if you're talking like up to near like 100,000 range, I mean, you could get like you could even get like a Lambo for some of those prices or like some Ferrari or some like nice ass BMW that like actually gives you like it's a status symbol, you know. But like if you're paying 70 grand for a car, half the people are going to be like, what the fuck's a lucid? You know, so I just don't think I don't think their approach to starting in the uh, luxury market. I don't know how strong I feel about that. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, hell, who knows? It might we might be eating our words in three years when shit's Tesla 400 or 800 bucks a share pre split. (laughs) I'll believe it when Kathy Woods is buying it. So did you guys know it, through all of Kathy Wood's funds mm-hmm. that she has over three times more shares of open than she has any other uh, stock? I learned that. The What's other open? Or, or, I, I think it might just be SPACs, but it's, it's like a, it's like a Zillow, but like an app. So you can tour houses through like, I don't know if it's their website or a mobile app, but it's kind of interesting with like the at home um, mm. era we're going to with i could see like realtors becoming a thing of the past i mean essentially not entirely but like hey like that's just something interesting to look into looks like it's at a really good price to buy right now too it it actually kind of is like and they have earnings coming up soon the it's like down 50 percent yeah no it's it's definitely one i'm looking at you guys should just you know read into it a little bit and just kind of see like if we we're getting to a point where like apps and automation are taking over so many fucking jobs, you know? So with open, like do they cut out the the real estate agent? Essentially. Oh, that's pretty. So like, I, I believe it's, you can, I don't know if it's exactly like Zillow where you can list your house, but it, it gives tours virtually. Does it, it just seems like Zillow is already dominating that market. Cause you can take virtual tours on Zillow. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I feel like the Zillow ones I've seen have... It seems been... like we need to ask Amorite. Um, yeah, which... shit. Get our multifamily guy in there. <laughs> Trav also does uh, that that industry as well. Who does? <laughs> Travel-tage. Oh, yeah, no. Mm. Oh, pff, shit, I'm hesitant to ask that dude anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's got great knowledge. He's got great knowledge. He's got to get past his chaos. Thank you, DW. I will read yeah, I will read it. Because Zillow is really overpriced. No, and like you look at Zillow's daily and it's like all they do is just I mean, it's really not that complex of a service, right? And for before this like crash or market stabilization, they just went up every single fucking day. Well, did you know that Zillow actually buys and flips their own homes? I yeah, I, actually I didn't. But you know what is a good point to add on to that that I think makes that bullish as fuck? Hmm. I think if you are one of those that does think inflation is coming, physical assets, assets, gold, and houses too. That's property is 
if inflation comes, property, I think, is going to be another physical asset that actually does moon, which sucks because it's as high as it is. Not to mention the low interest rates to even get a mortgage for a house. I think, yeah, it's another great resource to invest in. Yeah, 100%. And they're not changing that for a while. I think the earliest um, date is, I think, 2024. At least that's what J-Pow said, so. I believe you're correct. I've heard something similar. Which, honestly, fucking... Me personally, I want there to be a housing crash just because I want to be able to purchase some property. But, you know, that's just selfish as fuck for anyone that owns anything. Yeah. Uh, all I can say is hope for homes that go bankrupt um, and then just try to scoop one of them up. If we do get any sort of housing crash and honestly, like, and you can afford, like, you have the capital to either A, get some, like, sort of multifamily or some property investment. Like, and this is just if we get, like, some major crash, I 100% think you have to. Because, like, look at if you bought real estate after the housing crash. Obviously, that's different because it is the housing crash. But any... That's how I got my house. Yeah, no. There's a lot of people that did that like that. And I'm sure your shit's just flown up in value since then. Eh, but it's a fucking house. And it's not like stocks. Stocks don't require maintenance and... Right. Take upkeep and and that's part of what I'm saying. Like, if we have like a full housing crash and you have the capital, getting like something like a multifamily, more so, is just rent it out to other people. Being a a, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever being a landlord kind of sucks because then they like they lose their jobs and and then you got to be like, oh, well, give me money anyway, fucker. (laughs) Right, and then yeah, it's it's tough. No, I'm, I mean, I'm personally only looking for myself. I might even look into like something like a duplex if there is sort of a crash just to like, you know, eventually have some sort of secondary income. But Well, one, well on the theme of duplexes, I, I remember, um, I think it was Wise or uh, probably Wise. Uh, it's talking on voice chat maybe last year, uh, maybe the fall of last year, I want to say. And specifically, just to kind of reiterate something that he was saying about like FHA loans is that, and this is my plan. This is what I'm hoping to do pretty soon. Uh, and, and if there is a hazard crash, great. <laughs> so much the better. But my plan is to kind of, you know, utilize his little uh, tip about the FHA loan that the, technically a quadplex qualifies under that three and a half percent down FHA uh, oh, loan. Shit. So you can you can get up to a quadplex. So really, it it to maximize your FHA benefit uh, with that little down, it makes sense if you can find one that's you know reasonable and you know not crazy to 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 get because you have three tenants. And then you're living on one. And then if you can, you know, live somewhere else and you get a fourth tenant there, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's a huge moneymaker. So the and biggest that... moneymaker is if you can vacation rental that shit. Vacation. Yeah. I, I... That's where the real money comes because you can make the, your whole annual mortgage in just like a month. Sometimes that's a hard one to maintain. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I looked at building a vacation rental here in Washington state. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and the, the problem is, is if you are geographically like, like disparate from the property, like mm-hmm. if it's maybe on a coast or if it's in the woods or somewhere, you know, if you look at something like VRBO or Airbnb or, 
anything like that for for, for va- vacation rentals. I mean, maybe uh, with the exception of like a long term rental, like the monthlies, you know, uh, or a timeshare or something like that. But um, you know, the, the the maintenance, the reset. How do you reset it? You got to pay. I, I think that was paying someone to do it or a company to that. I cut right. some of your profits uh, sure. a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's like a, a family around here that rents their house. Like they pretty much stay with friends because they make so much money renting out their house. Um, that it, it, it's pretty interesting. Um, I just don't know about doing that. They, but the 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 wife pretty much upkeeps it like so she takes care of cleaning it and resetting it every day or every few days you know it's See, like I, her, and i think her job yeah and i think if you can make it work like that if you have a situation where you can make those the logistics of that work um that's where you can really reap the benefits you know and if you're big enough if you buy enough homes or if you have enough vacation rentals and you can make it a business you know you have an llc then you can maybe hire a guy, hire a couple, you know, people to, to, you know, maybe, maybe they're located in the same city, maybe the same general vicinity, you know, so. In my opinion, I think there needs to be some kind of regulation on how many homes can be owned that way, because it's kind of the reason uh, the housing prices have gotten so high. Uh, It's because these people just come and scoop up and buy any fucking house because, you don't have to be in a certain area. There's homes just everywhere around me. They don't make sense why they're even on there. Cause they're not like on a trail or near anything special. There's just homes everywhere. It's like people's side business to, to vacation rental out their house. And that's kind of what, um, part of like, and anyone that can afford that, like, that's the thing. Cause anyone that can afford that it's it's such a good idea if you can afford to just like put a down payment on a house have a secondary income that lets you pay the mortgage and then let someone else pay it for you like at that point it's just borderline free money but you have to have the capital and it's just another another thing that just separates classes which i agree there should be some regulation to prevent that right i think like the average vacation rental homeowner has like eight eight ten houses or some stupid shit oh 100 um and yeah i don't i just don't know there's all the you could buy like um reits rets or whatever they call them they're all still down for the year well a lot of them are if you don't want to deal with uh, the real estate investment trust yeah if you want to if you would prefer to just invest in stocks and that's what they master real estate uh, investment trust what what is yeah. that yeah there's uh, just all kinds of just there's like there's a scope for like commercial properties residential malls etc you know how uh-huh. like but like so imagine someone owning like a couple multi-properties like joss talked about like mm-hmm. eight or so now imagine a corporation that owns like a lot more than that and uses mm-hmm. that. And then Not yeah, yet. and they and they are public. You can buy you can buy stocks in companies that do that. Correct. And don't even have to deal with being a landlord. Now and 
That that's true, but then also you you lose a lot of the profit because it does get taken by the people that are actually doing the you know landlord property management and all that stuff. Like, it, yeah, but you- I don't I don't think there's a lot of I don't know how much you can really get out of a home percentage wise in a year, anyways. That you you might be able to do that in in stock. Like, are you saying like a rental property? Yeah, like. Yeah. No. because like, if you look at like, so I've calculated this because I've looked into like rental properties, duplexes and stuff. Most of them are going to take 20 years until you profit. And and that's until you profit because 20 years. So say like most mortgage. Yeah. If you get a mortgage, unless you're buying a cash. Yeah. If you, unless you're buying this rental property purely cash, you're paying a mortgage for 20 years and every, every uh, income that you get from renting it out that's just going to go towards your mortgage. Mm-hmm. You're not profiting or profiting because you're paying that mortgage for about 20 years or so. Right. Unless either a, you're stupid rich enough that you can buy like a property straight up cash and just reap the income. Then I don't know if that's essentially the best investment. Right. I don't know either. Cause pre pre corona and everything we bought some property granted we're not renting it or anything but we brought some property and every ever since then it's been like fuck if we just put that money in the market in march april may we would have been up so much right now where that that building probably you know isn't up that much right now if we were trying to flip it um I don't know, just stocks stocks and crypto just seem like yeah, a gold mine and that's probably temporary, but I think there's a time to buy everything and the time to buy like housing and stuff right now, it's not there because like the profit potential isn't there of like like you said. If you're basing on inflation, I'd prefer I'd say buy crypto instead of buying, you know, properties. Like, I just feel like that's just a more safe bet, especially with how overvalued it seems like properties are. Well, I, I guess a much more volatile bet, but I mean, depending on which crypto also, right? Yeah. Just Bitcoin. imagine buying, just imagine buying like a hundred grand of GameStop last year in the biggest dip and then... Riding don't, it all the way to this like, year. Don't give me dollars. <laughs> debate for and you know what you're. You know what the thing you you did. You know what? Fine, I'll talk about GameStop for a minute. That shit about the institutional <laughs> ownership. I'll, I'll give you that. The fact that that they have that much institutional ownership without like what am I missing that they have more institutions own stock than there are stock. So how so and how does that work without short? Okay. What I'm so, to all right, all right, all right. So, GameStop started buying up their 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 free float. So, I think they bought back thirty, almost forty percent of the shares. I think it's closer to forty percent of the free float, and that's why it kind of reflects that because they bought back the shares, and so, it's really fake shares. They're FTDs, failure to delivers. Okay. They're synthetic shares. They're not real. And the SEC does such a horrible job that they just keep kicking the can down. And I've seen theories that it's not just GameStop. It's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like 
this goes back a hundred years almost of just fake shares that exist because money makers are allowed to make shares, synthetic shares, in the it, for the sake of liquidity purposes. Otherwise, shares would the price would just stay stagnant. The the markets wouldn't be free and floating and liquid. So oh. they they make these fake shares and they just keep pushing when they're going to call them back in. Um, and these stocks will just stay failure to deliver for years sometimes. Um, I think Overstock was a good example. Like it stayed on the failure to deliver for a few years before I think they stepped in and then all of a sudden it mooned. Um, it, it It's just kind of really weird and makes the stock market look extremely speculative and fraudulent <laughs> because money makers are allowed to make fake shares. And let me just to, to relate that to make a complete point. You're 100% right. That's the thing. Like, mar like market makers, the SEC doesn't give a fuck because they're no. also like those the amount of power that wall street has and that like the fact that they're also most likely making money the sec and stuff like they are willing to sleep sweep the shit under the rug and that's why i've been such a proponent of identifying volume to like determine what's actually happening because the market is so manipulated whether you like it or not even in like in gme too oh gme so fucking manipulated and they will they will purposely not post. So they'll like come back after hours on nice and, and correct the prices that were sold that day. So they will not accurately report the prices, the, the times they, uh, the times and prices that were sold during the day, just so that you don't see it. Oh, and that's, and that's what dark pool prints become too. Like, they have so many ways between like just dark pools and the fact that like, who do you think is really establishing some of these values for these contracts? Like there's, it's actually like the major banks and. Well, yeah, they're the only ones who can afford to do it. Cause it's not us. Like to pull an example from like the big short, you remember when shit started crashing and the like motherfucker couldn't cash anything in because Deutsche bank wouldn't like value his shit correctly. It's like, it's the same scenario where it's like, a lot of this shit is valued by them. So they're going to manipulate it. Mm -hmm. Well, I just, I don't understand why some of these stocks, it's okay that they're trading at like 20 years times revenue. And then you have other stocks that are trading, like they're not even going to survive six well, months. And there's just no way that Ford's going to go tits up. There's no way that, I don't know. Part of it is in where I feel like we're in an era of where it's such a speculative era where it's like we're either entering some sort of like space age where space travel like Tesla and SBCE and any of those guys are going to be the future or electric vehicles are going to be the future. So it's everything that is that has a speculative future is trading way above their P ratios or their, you know, legitimate evaluation. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do. I mean, it's a free market, right? So if people want to pay $600 for NVIDIA, then let them, right? But, or 800 for Tesla, it's just, there's nothing you can really do. And you don't want them to set up regulations to stop people from buying. I'm worried about regulations 
from the I let's be honest part of the shakeout and a lot of the stuff that happened is market makers hedge funds institutions they don't like retail making money they don't like what's happening right now so a lot of this is essentially in my opinion shaking out those that got in whenever they saw all those TikToks or social media hype about GameStop and AMC and being like, like they saw all that and they got in. And then uh, like immediately after that, we've seen such a downtrend that I f- it seems like such an attempt to just shake out those people. Yeah. It feels like COVID part two, but there is no COVID. There's no news. Like every day someone goes, what the fuck's happening? And there's nothing has changed. It's just like down. Yeah. It, it's just going down. I think because the annual reports came out, shit could only pump so much, and now they took profits. Yeah, and- I mean, let's that- let's be honest here. If you look at ninety percent of tech companies in the S and P, and then you just think about like unless like how much they're actually worth, like Apple, like Apple's worth over like two trillion right now, and they've pulled back to like what near that and there's like small caps that are worth so much more it's like this this was so needed and i don't i hate like anyone that's i'm talking to right now or that's listening to this you shouldn't be shaken out by this because this is just a literal needed correction in my opinion right it's just going to slingshot this shit even further in Especially my opinion stimulus. well if it's a good company it's just going to keep going up um <laughs> And that's, and that's why, like, I'll preach to people to play shares, too. Like, if you, like, if it's a legitimate company that you have a good, like, thesis towards and you're like, I'm going to buy this because I feel like it is super undervalued and they're going to continue to make money pulling contracts, yada, yada, yada. Like, then why are you so scared by this dip? What, like. Because they're in, they're in contracts versus shares. The and, that's, and that's the thing. That's and that's why like I try to talk to a lot of people about that because it's like contracts expire, shares do not. And you if the good thing about owning shares in a company is yes, your profit can not be nearly like not be quite as much as getting a 10x on a contract, but it's like if you're wrong, the company still has a value. You it's not gonna go to zero like an option contract will. But you just buy more. Um like you know, you just you really like something and you hope for days when it goes on sale. And that's and people like I started buying today. I honestly did. I bought like 50 shares of Fubo, 50 shares of some other shit I like. And it's just like I started like scaling into it because it's like if you have a solid like if you have a solid belief in a company that you think you are trading this on like a swing or something because either there's a huge catalyst or you feel like it's stupid undervalued. I don't like, what is a red day in the market change about that? It shouldn't it's more like anything. a red two weeks. It's been, a, it's been hard. And, and that's another thing too, where it's like, you also, everyone should be like establishing decent stop losses and then re-entering in these plays. Like, it's like, sometimes you, you call something and the market says, no, we're going a different way. So it, you need to be able to take the L. Ugh, I have a hard time taking the L. I'd rather just, just keep bag holding or adding so to the hard. shares, like, or just buying more. Well, and 
and I'll, I'll compare that to, so there's VISL, there's a company, Bislink. I, I am super bullish on them. I think they're undervalued. They're getting to the point where their market cap is nearing the amount of cash flow they have. And that is the one, like I held that and then bought the dip. But it's like, if it's something you're just playing off, like, you know, you think the trend's gonna do something, change in some way, then yeah, it's okay to cut it. But if it's something like, you are long term thinking this is going to hit a certain price target, then then those are the ones I think you keep. Hmm. So what do you like about this link? So there's there's a decent amount. I think they're getting like, A, they're getting the contracts with Department of Defense, uh, multiple um, broadcasting agencies. They are into both the um, visual communications aspect of, of like sports, uh, news reporting, uh, lots of different aspects. They just have like a lots, good amount of satellites and where their current like cash flow and evaluation and, and their market cap is, I think it's kind of stupid undervalued with like how much it's worth and how much money they're going to start to bring in once, you know, they, um, once I yeah, once I start to get more and more, but like you look at UAVs, shit, it's gonna follow the same path in my opinion. I really think it is. Oh, uh, there's that other company that people love too, is Envis. Envy, oh, fuck it, I'm forgetting. Uh, oh, is it uh the 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 late the late lidar company? Yeah, MVS? yeah, okay, yeah. okay, lidar. Microvision, there we go. Yep, MBIS, yep. Isn't that like a really small cap? Like, if you look at MBIS on the daily, you know where I think Bizzle's at? Mm. Early January, when it's hitting the the five, six dollars, where it popped, and Mm. then it's starting to come back down, and then it's just going to start to get more and more contracts. They're going to start to just move more and more into both the sports broadcast. They, They have good contracts in the sports broadcasting industry, but also just any and every satellite streaming company. Hmm. All right. Uh, We're getting a little bit uh, late in the program here. Uh, So can we do trivia? I have some questions here for trivia. trivia. Let's talk trivia. I have eight questions here for trivia Uh, and then we'll, we'll pivot and we'll do final trade. So let me just start. uh, Let's see. Let me get my, Whenever you're ready, champ. Okay, so let's see. The first one here, uh, let me just get my notes here. All right, which company has opened their first physical store outside of North America in London? Is it A, Azos, B, eBay, C, Amazon, or D, Boohoo? Amazon. Amazon. eBay. Uh... The hell is Boohoo? <laughs> Jamie, no. Uh, wait. What are they? What are the options again? Doesn't so, matter. It's C. Uh, it's Azos, eBay, Amazon, or Boohoo. Jeez, I guess Amazon. Uh, okay. So let's see. Um, the correct answer. Wait, did uh, Harry? Did you? 
say say a response? Still with us? No. Right, Harry's talked like once this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a Um Okay. Uh, the correct answer is C, Amazon. So, Fucking pulled uh, y'all. I was first. I don't want to hear Tomorrow, okay. uh, DW, and Rad, I think you had. No, wait. You said eBay. eBay. Yeah, I, should, I uh, said eBay. Ribs. I said Amazon. Oh, Ribs. Okay, I went against right, the green. Rewind okay. the tape. I win. Wait, Joe, so you said Amazon? Okay. Yeah, good. I did. I, I was literally first. I don't want to hear you saying I win. What? Question number. I will literally two. fist fight you. Don't think I won't. <laughs> which, which fashion retailers' shares fell 7% in one day after news of potential ban in the U.S. following slave labor allegations? Is it A, Boohoo, Maybe. B, Azos, C, Pretty Little Thing, or D, Jacano? Or J- uh, I'm gonna go with Jacarno. C. Pretty little thing. I feel like Jacarno. What's the last one? Jacarno. Yeah, I've never Jacarno. heard of any of Same. these. I go with Azos since you said it twice. I don't know, I don't know why I've heard of. Yeah, a, that's a good. That's a good. What the fuck is Azos? I don't know. That's uh, a good thing. Going going for it. Look, I like where you're at. I'm going uh, pretty little thing. Well, look okay, it up. So... You can't look it up. No, 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 no. Don't look it up. Uh, you got to give the answer before she looks it up at this point. Okay, so uh, let's see. The first one. All... I picked the first one, the boohoo. Oh, don't. You're already looking it up. Okay, no, so. No, no. So that's the right up. answer then. God damn it. Okay, the correct answer is a, a boohoo. <laughs> well, I didn't get the answer. I was buying so, boohoo. Anyways. What you? What do you mean you didn't get the answer? You said. Uh... <laughs> I didn't okay. Say well, shit. anyway. Okay. Well, that's your that's your loss. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, what uh, what proportion of UK consumers say they purchased something on Amazon in the last twelve months? Is it A ninety one percent, B seventy four percent, C ninety three percent, or D fifty seven percent? 91. You heard D- it tomorrow. D- 91 and 93 are too close. Uh, 93. 93 for Ritz. I picked the lowest one. That's a bad idea. Oh. Why is it I, I think everyone's in, right? Rad, did you yeah, go? I said, We're going 93. Wait, Rad? 93. Rad's Fine. a 9. Yep. Uh, DW? Whatever C is, I don't remember. Okay, and then the ribs. <laughs> I said ninety-three, but I'm regretting it now. Okay, <laughs> the correct answer. The correct answer. Wait, who said ninety-one? Me. Suck my dick. I know how this shit works. <laughs> the, correct, the correct answer is C, ninety-three percent. God, I'm oh. like a fool now. Hell yeah! So you made see. me look a fool, Ebox. I won't forget this. The popular PlayStation game Fall Guys, never heard of it, was purchased by which company? A, Apple, B, Activision, C, Nintendo, or D, Epic Games? D. D. Uh, D. D-W-D. Mario said it first. Shit. (laughs) D as in D-W. I don't know who said that, but yes, whoever said that, I agree. Is Mario getting a gift card from this? Uh, the winner does get a five dollar uh Starbucks gift card. Yes. Damn. Well, you haven't even paid cents. Bro, if I win, I'm giving it to someone. I don't fucking go to Starbucks. <laughs> Evox still owes me money. No. Oh, wait. So um, <laughs> the correct answer 
Did you go, Jess? I guess the epic, epic. What? Okay. Are you using Y as a vowel to make the O Jose? That just sounds so dumb. Wait, what? What is going on? Is it not Joss? Like, Jocelyn. Why are you calling her Jose? Jose? Jocelyn? I thought it was (laughs) Jose. All right, never mind. Fucking answer that one. That was good. I really like what just happened. Uh, Okay, the correct answer, the correct answer is D. So I think everyone there, yeah, was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone did, but I was first, so I won. Uh, I didn't know that was extra points. Zooms, Zooms revenues, Zooms revenue increased how much year over year? as they benefited from remote working? Is it A, 112%, B, 326%, C, 247%, or D, 98%? 326. 420%. I'm going to go with a low ball, 90-whatever. Okay. Even though I know it's wrong, but I'm picking it. Uh, what was said, the highest? Pick whatever the highest one is. It's B, 326. Oh, yeah, go with that. B, yeah, B, same. B, 326. B. 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 Tomorrow. I said the lowest one, even though I know it's wrong, but because no one Rad. picked it, so I feel like it's right. I'm trying to uh, let us win. Rad. B. Uh, uh, okay. Um, Rebs? I uh, was B, 326. Okay. The correct answer is... Ah. Uh, it's B, 326%. Hey. I was way too confident about that to be wrong, I'm be honest. I would have gone that, but like, that's right. Two more. Uh, okay. Uh, which Swedish plant-based brand is preparing for a U.S. stock market flotation? Is it A, Oatly, B, Alpro, C, Huel, it's always weird saying that, Huel, uh, and or D, uh, Beyond Meat? C. It's not Beyond. There's no way. Huel? You were like, you're Huel? not going to come up with Huel if you say it's weird saying it. Oatly. It's weird. It's weird yeah. to say it. Say Huel five times fast. Yeah, Huel. but like, Huel. you can't Huel. If it's Huel. not accurate. Huel. Just instead of fuel, it's Huel. It's hmm. Yeah, but it's an H. It's, uh, it's weird. It, I don't it like does it. be close to Huel. It's, or Huel. It's Huel. Regardless. I'm sticking oh, with my gut. Going, See, it is. Oatly. I'm going A. DW goes A. Okay. Uh, Jose. Fuel. Brad. B. Uh, Morrow. Motherfucker. Fuel. <laughs> uh, ribs. I was Oatly. Okay. The correct answer is Oakley. A. Whoa. All right. Well, first of all, they got to come up with a better name than <laughs> picking the fucking biggest sunglass manufacturer in the United States. I thought it was States. Oatly. Or, uh, Oatly. It is Oatly. It's not Oakley. <laughs> you Sorry. just said Oatly. O- Oatly. Like, Oatly. 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 It's very bad. I, I, very, Alex very Trebek bad is rolling in his grave. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I don't like that name. <laughs> um, it's like it's like Huel. It's a bad name. Uh, yeah, Airbus. You know what? If you said some Oatly bullshit, and then I would have thought it was that name too. But you Airbus, know what? Airbus has revealed that it that the planes it has sold in the last two years will emit how much CO two collectively over their service lifetimes? What? A one billion tons. B five hundred million tons. C three million tons. 
or D, uh, three trillion tons? B. For ribs. B. B. Ribs. Ribs. Uh, okay. Uh, Moro? Ribs knew that. B. Okay. DW? B as well. Uh, Joe's? Is B the biggest option? Uh, no, the I think largest. three trillion is the biggest one. Which I is don't even know. Oh, go with that. That's okay, and rad. Uh, yeah, B. B. Okay, the correct answer is drum roll. <laughs> A. One billion tons. Oh, ribs, you motherfucker! Well, I just, shit. I just want to be. Okay, final question. Final question. And Yo, we'll what's the score? What's the score? Do we have? Do we have uh, some? <laughs> yeah, actually. Um. So uh, let's see. DW is ahead with five. Joe's is uh Joe's is also second place with four, and then uh. So this is borderline. It's, it's ribs, and then you are tied with uh Rad at fourth place. Oh hell yeah, gang shit three uh, action. Okay, last five. final final oh. question. See. Which no. Which no, no, human... lock it in, lock it in. He uh, said it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I so no. I should actually. Uh, <laughs> it'll cost them the game too. Uh, which oh, payment? Which payment company? Which payment company has announced this week that they will buy a majority stake in Jay Z's music streaming company Title? No. Is no. it A. Wor- World Pay, B. Visa, C. Mastercard, or D. Square? Square. Square. No, it's square. It is square. Yeah, I know. We all know that, and I, I fuck. One hundred percent. Okay, so ribs. Square. square. Ribs. Uh, Moro. I know it's square, and I can't choose anything else because it's like it's pointless. Because I know it's fucking square. D- yeah, it's square. <laughs> D W. I have a lisp. I said D. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, just. Oh, he said C. He said C at the time. Yeah, you wait, 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 wait. DW, you were locked in with C. Yeah, so yeah. Don't you don't you fucking yeah. forget that. All right, Mr. Yeah, okay. Buzzing yeah. in on Family Feud, you're getting right. that. <laughs> Jose, what's your what's your final answer? Square. Okay. And uh Rad? Uh B. B. Yeah. Visa. B. Visa, okay. Um so the correct answer is drum roll. D square. So you wow. guys were you who could have guessed? <laughs> I think I heard this today or this this week as well. Uh, okay, so the winner, the uh, so let's see. Um, well, shoot, it's a tie. <laughs> so you're both gonna get a two two and a half two two dollars and fifty cent <laughs> Starbucks gift card. Just no, Andy W. No, let's give um, another question. So, uh, <laughs> I don't ha- uh, well, all right. Hold on. You want me to find a question? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. This was one. This was one that I removed because it was too Perfect. UK. Uh, okay. It's the closest to the Bitcoin's own, current the, stock price. Okay. So this is for this is for uh, Jocelyn D W. Jocelyn D W. The owner Joe. of which UK <laughs> Joe's? Yes. The owner <laughs> of which UK newspaper has uh, bought? The New Scientist magazine for seventy million pounds. Is it A Metro? Is it B The Sun? C I or D Daily Mail? Uh, Daily Mail. Yeah, Daily Mail. Oh my god! Good tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is D Daily Mail. Uh, so oh, I have yeah. I. I 
I have okay, so you're both tied again. I have one more uh, which I removed because it was also too um it was also too UK-ish. Um which company announced this week that it would uh that they would repay their furloughed support money 10 million pounds after strong sales? Is it A, Evans Cycles, B, Halfords, C, Quickfit or D, Boots? These are all companies by the way. Right, everyone's just going to pick a random one. Well, know. that's it. Should make a good tiebreaker then. That's I, knew, I knew this one. What were the choices? We, uh, it, Evans, Cycles, Halfords, nope. Nope. Quick Fit, or nope. Boots. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what the? And they're all real companies. These are all real companies. Don't look them up. Okay, guys, go with that. Go with the Evans Cycles. I'm going Boots, or whatever that shit was. DW go B, motherfucker. My man. If you say so. Okay, what is it? I'll go so, with the DW, you're going B. Okay, B, Joe, yeah. you're going A. And DW, you're going B. Halfords. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. The correct, the correct answer is B, Halfords. Ooh, so, God damn it. Laura, you saved me. Yay. You, yeah, you're... Five dollar Starbucks card will be mailed out to you in the mail. All right, let's do. Uh, God. Now it's final time trades. for final trades. Final trades. Uh, let's see. Let's start off with ribs. Uh, how about you start us off? So, can you walk me through what the segment is? Oh so- yes, yes. So, uh, final <laughs> trades. Just uh, uh, give us uh, a play from this week that worked out for you well, or something you're holding over the weekend, or something you hope to get into or enter. For next week, just a couple plays, a couple companies, anything that's in your portfolio. Sure. For uh, stocks, I bought some additional Facebook shares this week. I just think it's been kind of steady and at some point it could pop off. And then I also bought some Ethereum as well <laughs> on the dip. Long term hold for that. That's it. Cool. You're bullish on Facebook. Cool. Yes. Uh, and Ethereum, a regular Ethereum, not Ethereum Classic, right? Uh, no, of course not. <laughs> I love Ethereum that and like Bitcoin this. is all I have, and felt like a better time to buy some Ethereum. Nice, yeah, yeah, it's going up there for sure. Uh, that was another one of the coins I was mining was uh, Ethereum. Uh, so cool. Uh, let's see, Jose, what do you what do you got? Um, mostly just watching GameStop intensely every day. And then, but on my watch list to buy is Corsair because for some reason it keeps dipping. I think it broke 30 today, which I can't believe. Um, So might buy more Corsair. And I've been wanting to buy a desktop metal and it keeps dropping every day too. So I'm afraid to catch falling knives right now. Um, But if it seems to stabilize around 15, I think I'm going to buy some desktop metal. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, let's see, moving down the list, uh, Harry's offline, uh, Rad. Well, <laughs> Morrow and I are going to have similar. So I picked up BACQ this week at pretty much perfect price entry. And then... Next week, I'm going to look to grab a whole bunch of cannabis because cannabis, 
amazingly this week and I'm I'm trying to get ready for eventual legalization. So I want to hold a bunch of different shares, probably MSOS and some Acria and Tilray. Yeah, I'm trying to get back into Tilray too. It's I sold cool. some covered calls and then like it, it did that huge jump up and they got called away. The yeah. shares. So I want to get back in. Well, it's all the way down to 21 again. So I'm thinking it might dip under 20 but we'll see yeah we'll see definitely got to see it stabilized before i want to buy in but i feel like it's going to because you see a fear of fell it's like cheap again super cheap i think it's at like 16 so then they got the merger coming i believe they're merging those companies so one of them is worth buying and holding for the merger the eventual pump after that Cool. And uh, Moro? All right. So can you bear with me for a second? Can I say two? Uh, yeah. So number one, we'll start with uh, Beam Therapeutics. They are a biotech company. And the main draw to them for me is they are able to rewrite the code of DNA at like a molecular level. Like they're, so you just, know how DNA like just, ad, ad, adenine, go, sorry, what? Oh, now I was just going to say, just real, real quick for our viewers uh, or our listeners, uh, could you say or spell the um, the name of the ticker? Uh, for Absolutely. It's B-E-A-M. It's actually just Beam. Just Beam. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. So the reason I'm looking at them is because, and you know, on like the base level of DNA, how adenine pairs with like thymine and cytosine pairs with whatever quantity, the G shit. Um, but this Beam has developed uh, tech to re- rewrite each of these at a molecular level, like they're able to turn adenine into thymine and, and vice versa. And I think, and the editing at that level of the DNA is very intriguing for me with like the, I, th- I think there's a huge future in genomics personally, like to solve, you know, cancers, any sort of, you know, disease, but so that's something worth looking into. But the next one I'll talk about, which me and Rad are both in. Uh, so VAC, VACQ, which is Rocket Labs, uh, is going public. They're essentially a direct uh, competitor of SpaceX. Uh, my, They have a rocket in the works, aka I, I believe it's called the, the, um, the Neutron, um, as like a passenger vehicle which is very intriguing, but also the aspect I like more so about um, VACQ is they have cornered a market on the, uh, on privatizing uh, smaller space launches. So like say companies like Fubo, Netflix, any, any smaller streaming services, they, they have a, a service where you can essentially pay to have them launch a satellite for you. So in the space age that I think is coming, I do personally feel like we see an era where that is in high demand and that in the last like 10, like five, 10 years, there have been like 105 satellites, like small launch satellites delivered in, Rocket Labs with 97 of them alone. So I just think VACQ is a good SPAC that has tanked on uh, merger confirmation that is worth looking into. 
Uh, awesome. When did they uh, when did they spec? So this, I don't remember. I don't know the exact spec date, but the merger was about. Th- Four days ago. And with today's, you know, the red in the market, they held up super well. Um, For for the most part, I mean, they didn't hit their their bottom line, which would be like $10 or whatever, right? They stayed at... Pre-merger, yeah. The the bottom line, like until this becomes, I think they're going RKLB, um, the minute, like the worst case is $10, you know? And something like that with, like, I personally feel like we're the biggest areas I'm looking at as far as, like, the future potential is either we're, A, about to enter a huge space age where, like, we're getting commercial space travel. We're talking about, like, people like Elon are talking about, like, establishing shit on Mars and also genomics as far as, like, editing the DNA levels. Like, I think we're, both of those are sectors where, like, we have, we haven't even touched. I'm very bullish. Very bullish as well. Love to hear it. All right, cool. sorry, for, sorry for my complete ranting. Whoever wants. No, to... no, no. That was good. Uh, and uh, DW shilling. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> shilling. Um, I mean, most most people already know I'm pretty bullish on Tesla even today. I will be Tesla. grabbing more shares. Tell me about that company. Oh yeah, I mean it, it fell dramatically since <laughs> this correction started. Electric vehicles, huh? Interesting. Uh huh. I'm drinking Elon's Kool Aid every day for for breakfast. So. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's super oversold. So, I mean, they own Bitcoin now. Um, nothing's changed you, in the company. What what kind of plays did you have? Are you in shares? Oh, just, just, just completely shares. Calls? I, I don't have calls. Oh, okay. It's it's too early uh, for me to grab calls at the moment. I haven't really studied it honestly this week. Like, what were the range? What was the range this week? I think it was. I think it dipped to five fifty, five sixty oh, yesterday. Wow! So we didn't break a uh, thousand yet. Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely gonna go to a thousand, maybe next year, if the yeah. speculation keeps keeps going up. I mean, obviously they're gonna yeah. control the autonomous space, the EV space, the solar space, even HVAC coming up. Uh, so after Tesla, I'm considering get, getting more uh, QQQJ, which is more like mid cap tech stocks. Uh, QQQJ. Yeah. Interesting. It has some pretty good holdings. If you want to look at it, it has. Uh, Cloudflare, it's got um, Zscaler, MongoDB, Datadog. It's a pretty good ETF if you want to look at it. But obviously very tech-oriented. So yeah, it was like the first to companies. Get, get shit on when this uh, when the yield went up. But I don't know. It's going to go up eventually because stocks go up. So right. it's a pretty always... new ETF. Yeah, it came out uh, late last year. Oh, yeah, that reminds me of the Buzz ETF that came Dude, out this week. Thank you for bringing that up because I, I wanted to talk about it, but I also didn't want to, like, you know, derail everything. <laughs> we'll just do an episode with me and you next time. Yeah, no, that's... We'll I'm, go on for, like, three hours. Shit needs to... Let's see how it plays out next week. Next episode, I'll I'll hop on. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, Buzz. Uh, see Portney crying is always great. <laughs> Motherfucker said he's not selling anything, which makes me think we're in for a fucking hard-ass red day. <laughs> he's such a paper hands. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't either. He's he's just the definition of someone that has like enough money to just throw away shit and then consider himself an investor or a trader. I don't even know what he does other than cry on Twitter all day. Lots of sports betting shit. Barcelona is actually pretty big. And eat pizza. Yeah, that's yeah. important. Uh, yeah, horrible human. 
Well, cool. Well, and, thanks, everyone. Uh, well, it's a good that's... point to wrap that up, I think. Yeah. Uh, DW, did you say something? Yeah, one last thing before I finish. Oh, uh, sure, if we're sure. green on Monday, I think it'll be a good time for me to hedge again with TQQQ puts because one thing I learned in this correction was to at least hedge your portfolio. Always hedge. Um, to protect your losses, yeah. So if, if Monday is, is green, I'm definitely hedging just in case. You never know. So cool. That's a good call out. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everyone. This was a good uh, good panel, a good conversation. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. and I think we'll close it there. So thanks, everyone. All right. Good night. Good night, everyone. Oh, maybe see you next week. Please consider all risks, trades, and objectives carefully. Outcast Trading is not financial advisor and does not recommend or condone any particular trade.